0: This is Taylor McLean with the Roundtable Sports Podcast. I want to talk today about the Chicago Bears' 17-13 victory over the New York Giants. I had a lot of questions going into this game. I saw a decent amount of it while it was on red zone. But when I went back and watched it, I wanted to see how did Mitch Trubisky look? How did David Montgomery look in his dominant performance? What happened with the pass catchers for Chicago? How did Daniel Jones come out after week one? How did Deion Lewis look in the stead of Saquon Barkley? And of course, what happened with Darius Slayton? What happened with Sterling Shepard and with Golden Tate back in the lineup? And I feel like we got some answers there. Let's start with the Chicago side of the ball. The line was up and down. I don't think this line has the making of a dominant unit by any means. I don't really see a path to that for them. It doesn't look like the options need them to be that to necessarily get what they need to be options for everyone going forward, especially where they were drafted. The Giants defense was not the problem today. The addition of Blake Martinez continued to pay off. Same with James Bradbury. They don't have the look of a dominant unit, but they're certainly improved from last year. Given some health on that side of the ball, they shouldn't be a complete dumpster fire. But it's also not somebody you're targeting. Daniel Jones puts them in jeopardy with turnovers a lot of the time. He's still working that part of his game out. That can lead to the defense being put in positions where they might get scored on more readily than others. And although they only gave up 17 points to Chicago and all of those points were in the first half, I still worry about that Giants unit unless it's a really great matchup. And of course, certainly depending on the health of Blake Martinez, because he seems to be propping that unit up a good bit. Mitchell Trubisky had an up and down day for sure. Just when I'm out, he pulls me back in with a throw or he makes a play or he displays his athleticism. But still, overall, he's not an option for season-long leagues. Hopefully, he's your quarterback three in a two-quarterback league. If he's your quarterback two, you definitely want to look at upgrading that in a two-quarterback league. I think he's going to be too up and down as a passer to really get anything accomplished. And then as a runner, even though he's quick and maybe even fast – he still doesn't run enough, and he doesn't get enough positive yards when he does run to really be a factor there at this point. We'll need to see more from him in both aspects, on the accuracy side, on the running side, just on everything. I kind of put the woes of this offense on him and the offensive line, to be frank. But he's not doing them any favors. He's holding the ball too long. He's making bad decisions, and it's not really doing a lot for sustained drives for Chicago. Now there were some explosive plays that really helped. And, of course, David Montgomery's play that we'll get to a little bit later on that helped, but still, he's hampering the offense. And I wish Nick Foles was in there and he was better, but if they're still rolling out Mitch, he must not be showing something. I really would like to see Nick in a game, though, because he feels more like a gamer than he does a does a practice guy. I think that's been the case for years. So maybe there's still some upside in the offense for the pass catchers, which we might as well go on and move to the pass catchers. Because, like I said, season-long leagues, we're not even looking at Mitchell until we get some uh, bye weeks at the very least. And then, even then, we're going to have to see a juicy matchup. Pass catchers struggled with only 190 yards in the air, 18 for 28 for Mitch, so not a lot to go around for the pass catchers, especially when David Montgomery caught the bulk of that with his 28-yard reception. That play was beautiful. Not to skip ahead to the running backs, but he looked good as a receiver, so I don't think they have to necessarily use Tariq Cohen all the time in the passing game, although They split snaps pretty evenly, and they definitely still want to use Tariq Cohen. Not to get ahead of myself here, but let's talk about Allen Robinson first. I say let's talk about Allen Robinson instead of the pass catchers because I believe at this point that he is the only person worth owning in the receiving core. Anthony Miller looks good when he's on the field, but... Mitchell is not going to be able to sustain two wide receivers, and Allen Robinson is by far their best one. He is still going up and trying to get balls. He's still trying to do the things he does to – that makes him a really great receiver, really. But I just don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky, and he really looked bad on this day to me. And maybe it was just that he looked really, really like himself. It's just – It worries me for everybody's value, and I just wonder how that's going to play itself out if Chicago gets some tougher competition. Allen's lackluster day was a product of Chicago being up as well. With them being up and it taking the Giants all the way to the fourth quarter to truly challenge them, they didn't really have to have any garbage time. They didn't have to push the ball really all that much. They were pretty content to run the ball and really hide Mitchell Trubisky as much as they could. And that made Allen and the rest of the the targets suffer. Allen is just too good to give up on. It does give you some hesitancy as far as the consistency goes, but where you drafted him, you probably don't have better options, especially the deeper the league. It's not somebody I would be targeting in trades necessarily. You might try and buy low if somebody's really panicking, In trades, it's all about how the other person feels, too. It's a a poker game. You might not have the best cards, but you're playing the other person and what their feelings are. They might not have the right take. They may be feeling differently, and they may panic. So you want to check in on the people that are underperforming. i check in on Alan just because there could be better days, and they absolutely could be panicking. But I am concerned about Mitchell, and that makes me concerned about him. So... Let's hope that there are better days ahead for Allen Robinson and more targets. I believe that could be the case. I don't think they're going to be up on people like this extensively, but the defense is good. So that could lead for them to have more leads. They're not going to get to play the Giants and their stifled offense all that often. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that's the only game for the year. So we'll need to see how they do other units, but we'll see. Let's move on to the main event. I nearly couldn't stop myself from talking about it moments ago. Let's talk about David Montgomery's day. The reception obviously was big, the score of the touchdown. It was a huge play during that part of the game. It was explosive, and he looked that way pretty much the whole game. There was a scary time where he went into the locker room for a potential neck injury, but he came out just fine and looked just as strong afterwards. So hopefully that didn't cause you any anxiety. I saw him go down and saw him checking the neck, and it did hit me with a wave of anxiety because I do have some David Montgomery. He dropped precipitously because of news that he had hurt his groin in training camp. You thought you were going to miss some weeks with him. And he, although they babied him a little bit last week, they had to have him to run out the clock on the second half, really. And when you throw in the reception, with you when you throw in the strong runs, it certainly made you feel good about David Montgomery, especially in the ninth, tenth, eleventh round where you might have got him. Hopefully that's where it was. Earlier in draft season, clearly that probably would have been a lot higher. But you're even happy then just because he seems to have consolidated a lot of the value in the running game. Uh, even with the Tariq Cohen extension today, and with his usage in the passing game, I certainly felt good about Montgomery. I'd like to see him get more snaps. They basically split the snaps, but when they were running the ball, it was David Montgomery, and he caught the ball too. I mean, he was their leading receiver on the three targets, but most of that was the one catch. I think if I was targeting David Montgomery, I would think of him as a Very high-end flex. I would think of him as a medium-level RB2. He's still with the inconsistency of the Bears' offense. It's not going to be perfect, so you want to keep that in mind. There's going to be days where they might get behind. The good thing was with his use in the passing game and with the added explosion he looks like he has this year, he looks more like the Iowa State back that he was back then, and he was all over the field for Iowa State, and they used him in all types of different ways, and I think he can capitalize on that. So better offense for Chicago. That can only mean good things for David Montgomery. We'll hope he's able to build on the performance today. Let's move on to the Giants' side of the ball. There was only 13 points, so clearly it was a tough day for the offense, but we still need to talk about what happened because there was definitely some changes that happened, and we need to talk about the repercussions there. Let's go into the line first. The line was a detriment today. Certainly when you're playing Khalil Mack and when Robert Quinn is back and getting more snaps, that's gonna be a problem when you're having subpar line play. You know, they drafted linemen, they've signed linemen, so it wasn't like it was something they were unaware of beforehand. It's just that when your tackles didn't play super well, when they were able to get to Daniel Jones and get him off his spot, it makes for a tough day for the offense. Daniel was under pressure all day. There was big sacks and hits. Couldn't have been pleasant. You know, the offense is struggling. And then, of course, you throw on top the fact that you, we lost Saquon Barkley probably for the year. I don't think they've come out and said it was a torn ACL quite yet, but that was the fear. And it did not look good when he was tossed to the ground. Hell, he, I'm surpri- I was surprised he was out there on the play in the first place. He had nearly hyperextended his elbow on the play before that, but he's so tough. He went ahead and fell this time instead of trying to prop himself on the elbow the second time and ended up getting hurt. That's tough for everybody. Nobody likes to see that even though, you know, a lot of people won't have him because unless you had a top two pick in one of your leagues. Nobody likes to see an injury like that. It makes the Giants way less interesting. They're going to be a disappointing watch from here on out probably, but you know what? I'll remain hopeful that they can pull something together. It wasn't an offense that I had a ton of expectations for in the first place, so We'll try and keep a positive outlook. Chicago Bears were all over Daniel Jones, sacked four times for 21 yard- lost yards. Khalil Mack continually makes the Raiders look silly for trading him, and especially when they haven't done a ton with the draft picks they got out of that. The corners also had a good day. So that helped out. Having tight coverage wasn't good for Daniel. Just really was the perfect storm. You know, getting Saquon hurt, having a lackluster day from the line, having ins- consistent play from his wide receivers. I like Daniel Jones a lot. And let's go ahead and break into Daniel. 25 for 40, 241 yards in the INT. He also lost a fumble, had the sacks. Didn't really get a lot from the running game, especially after Saquon left. And then, of course, you throw on the fact that Sterling Shepard got hurt during the game. we need to look on the injury report for him as well. That's two of his most explosive weapons down. So it's hard to fault him on that part of it. But he was inaccurate. He wasn't getting time to set and throw, so he wasn't throwing strong all the time. He has more to give than three for 21 in the rushing game, too. He is super fast. I guess I just want more from the Giants overall, too. I guess I don't really because I'm a Cowboys fan, but really from a fantasy perspective and from a film-watching perspective, perspective, I want more. I'm going to have to watch these guys this year. And it could end up being a dumpster fire if they don't really start pulling some things together. Not having the eyes on Saquon is really going to hurt them. There's an extra half second I think you get in routes, in pass blocking, etc. cetera, just because you have to look at Saquon first in the same way that a lot of dominant backs are. You have to look at them, and that gives everybody else the extra space to get, get more yards and have the offense really flow correctly. The Bears also kind of sucked the life out of the ball. That hurt the overall numbers. The good thing for Daniel Jones owners is it seems like there'll probably be a lot of catch-up time. And, of course, we know all. if you've listened to the podcast, you know I love garbage time for fantasy value. Defense is back off. Run after catch is bigger. There seems to be more space to throw it. And that's where a lot of times people can get the yards. So we're disappointed in Daniel Jones. We want more. We're not mad at you, Daniel. We're just disappointed. I also want more from the receiving core of the New York Giants. They were up and down today as a whole. Darius Slayton had the big week last week. He was only three for 34. So that he highlighted his inconsistency there along with his hands. Evan Ingram kind of got going later on and ended up having a decent day for a tight end. He's been – spotty in these first couple of weeks. And it does concern me a bit what I've seen there. Daniel definitely looks for him. And he could end up being their best option in the passing game. That is a big plus for him. But he is an up and down player. He could house one any given week or he might not catch a ball. It just seems like he has a higher standard deviation than a lot of players do. And you want to be aware of that. But a lot of times you're not going to have a better option than him and the tight end. So you, you want to see the garbage time. You want to see the extra throws. You want to see you know Daniel have to throw it 50 times maybe, even though the Giants definitely don't want to see that. We'll hope for bigger things from Evan. We'll hope for bigger things from Golden Tate. It was just his first game, 47 yards on five catches. Caught all his targets, of course. Having Sterling Shepard out could help both of them as well as Darius Slayton. More targets equals more yards typically. I don't like for the offense that's one less explosive weapon having Sterling Shepard out though. And of course, having Saquon Barkley out, your most explosive weapon, clearly hurts. So I'm not bullish, but at the same time, I'm not going to shy away either just because of the garbage time action that they're going to have likely. Jason Garrett does want to run the ball, but he will throw the ball if necessary. And since they haven't looked especially good running the ball, I think that's something they're gonna have to look in the mirror on and see where they're at. We'll see how the game flow plays out. That's gonna be a big deal for everyone in the Giants offense. Is how does the game flow? Garbage time, finishing quarters correctly, all those things that can make a fantasy day go from good to great. Let's talk about the Giants rushing attack. Obviously, the Saquon Barkley injury is catastrophic for them. It was kind of curious to me who was going to be the lead back when Saquon came out. It was very clearly Deion Lewis at this time. 10 carries, 20 yards, not anything to write home about. But he did get the TD, and he was out there. Also included, he had four receptions on five targets for 38 yards. That's a big key to his value as well. He does receive the ball well. He has been receiving back in the past. So having him as the lead back does give you some good things there. He's not an especially strong runner, though. He's kind of smallish for a back. But I don't think they have a ton of options outside of him. So we're definitely going to see some Deion Lewis. I'm not blowing the fab budget necessarily to go get him. But then again, how often do you get a back that's probably going to consolidate a lot of the carries and a lot of the passing work for a team that's probably going to be passing the ball and then will need to run the ball as much as they can if if possible to keep the pressure off of daniel jones daniel jones i don't think is ready to carry the team so that pressure is very key to everyone's success for the giants saquon going out i can't think that means they're going to be a playoff team going forward probably means they're an offense to target when you're thinking about defenses, especially with Daniel Jones's turnover prone ways. Like I said, I am a diehard Cowboys fan, but I don't like seeing this for the giants, even because I'm going to have to watch the games. And I just don't really like seeing uncompetitive football, even if it's my worst enemy, which I do consider the giants to be one of those teams. I wouldn't wish Saquon Barkley getting hurt on my worst enemy. And That's clearly the case right now because I'm feeling that for them, and I don't feel good about it for anyone, even though it benefits the Cowboys. I just – I didn't want it that way. I didn't want it that way. I wanted to see what Daniel could do. I wanted to see how the clapper looks without being on the Cowboys, and I'm disappointed because now there's an excuse built in there for everyone. This wasn't the most fun game on paper, but I have a lot of David Montgomery – I wanted to see how a lot of the things on the Giants played out, and I wanted to see especially how Allen Robinson looked on the receiving core for Chicago. Still got a lot of questions there, but I do feel like we got some answers. I hope the David Montgomery answer is right. We'll see if he runs a strong next week. We'll also see if you're able to take this information and do something with it. Hope you win your leagues with it. I hope you have a great rest of your day.